0: Hey Bev, do you think this is a good time to give a quick little shout out to our sponsor, Henny and Roo?
1: Yeah, I sure do.
0: They're like one of our favorite things in the chicken keeping world. Bev and I have been subscribers of the box way before we were able to get sponsored with them. And we really enjoy that all of the items that you get in this box from them, they're actually handpicked and tested out on the flock of the family that owns the Henny and Roo brand.
1: Which is super cool. So this box is put together like buy chicken keepers for chicken keepers and they try really hard to only include items that are both high quality and useful for you and your flock.
0: So get on over to HoneyandRoo.com, and you can use the discount code drinkandfarm to get 10% off of your monthly subscription for your very first box and then you're able to get a discount for being kind of like a VIP after you subscribe so you get a 10% discount on all items in the shop.
1: And also, not only does the box come with things, like, that are super cool for your chickens, they also throw in, like, a thing or two every month that's specifically for the chicken keeper. So you're not, like, just going to get things that are fun for your flock. You end up with fun things for yourself as well. Like, one of my favorites is a little makeup bag that I got and then also a cool bracelet. And they come up with yes. all sorts of fun things. Yes. Every month. So, guys, go check it out. Boom. <laughs> hey, Sam. Hey, Hey, Bev. How's it going? Oh, it's uh, going pretty good around here. I'm excited because I harvested my first cucamelons this afternoon. Ooh, fancy. And they were delicious. Ooh, that was quite a pop there. <laughs> I wasn't anticipating such a good pop. <laughs> it sounded like you just dumped the whole bottle out, like
0: right in my ear. <laughs> uh, well, sorry if it was super loud, but it was like half a bottle because... Stepmama mama needs a drink, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't,
1: I don't blame you. <laughs> I can use a drink too. This maybe this will help numb some of my back pain. I have a lidocaine patch on right now because my back's been kind of being mean to me today, but
0: you're just living the good <sighs> life with your lidocaine
1: and your booze. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all a girl really needs in life. We don't yeah. need anything fancy, no. They say diamonds are a girl's
0: best friend, but apparently it's just booze and lidocaine. There we go. New
1: new slogan. Yes. So what kind of medicine are you drinking today? So this is a beer uh, that somebody actually posted using our Drinkin' Farm hashtag. Ooh. Um, and it is Revolution Brewing's Freedom of Speech. And it's a oh. session sour ale with peaches. I'm so jealous. Yeah, we bought one. I keep like clicking the can. Sorry, you can hear it in the background and there's no way I can edit that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a session sour and it's from a brewery in Illinois. Mm. So I got it while we were there um, at the Naperville Ale Fest. Oh, yeah, it's actually brewed in Chicago. It looks like so cool. Awesome. What are you drinking? So, I'm
0: drinking the other half of my bottle of wine, um, Torch Lake Cellars White. It's Torch Light White from Bel Air, Michigan. It's just a white blend. Um, I drank half of this when we did our live on Friday. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, now I'm drinking the other half because I'm using one of our big, you know, drinking farm. Logo, unbreakable, unshatterable, whatever the hell I call them, um, wine tubblers too. So if it like it's only half full and it only has half the bottle of wine in there, so I'm pretty much convinced at this point that a whole bottle of wine could probably fit in here. I might need to like sip it like a martini at first, but <laughs> this thing is That's like, okay.
1: yeah, this thing is super awesome. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put my uh, beer can in my Henny & Rue and, and Drinking Farm koozie oh yeah fancy so i'm like so i'm drinking farm branded too on my drink (laughs) we are just
0: so living the hashtag drink and farm lifestyle right now
1: right and also our drinks this episode are sponsored by ashley kiernan from our patreon page so cheers lady thank you for sponsoring our drinks we remembered this
0: time we're improving we did.
1: so we're a little late in the month and we know that it's just that the beginning of the month was uh sort of like all over the place and we've talked about all that already before I think part of that was like we were gearing up for the ale fest so uh-huh. we were both having to kind of like get our farms ready to be gone from them for a long weekend and a bunch of other stuff so we just didn't do um at the beginning of the month so if you are a sponsor of our drinks for patreon for the month of july we will get you done while we're recording in july it's just that the last one is going to be from the first episode that drops in august so no big deal so, we didn't forget. We no. just are kind of behind. And then yeah. we'll start over again at the beginning of the month because I don't got shit going on in August except for back to school. So, <laughs> gosh, isn't that
0: weird? It's already coming. Like, I was in Walmart yesterday and saw the back to school shit, and I was like, no,
1: I'm not ready to pay out the ass for all this stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, well, so I'm sort of debating on whether or not I'm excited that back to school is coming because, like, our house seriously needs to get, like, back on a schedule and a routine. Yeah. We are in a bad place right now because both kids are, like, home all the time. Orion's just now starting his uh, his activity practices, which will be good. That'll start putting us on a little bit of a back to school groove. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, my kids are bored and it's hot and... I don't have anything for them to do, and I work at home, and we live too far from, like, cool services, so I don't know. Yeah, well,
0: if it makes you feel any better, we have a pool, a trampoline, all the animals you could possibly think of, and uh, water guns, and tablets, and all this other shit, like, way more than I had growing up. And my stepkids are bored, so there's that. <laughs> and they're only here, like, every other weekend. So it's like you don't even have time to get bored with the cool stuff that we already have. But right. they're bored. so. Uh... But Aslyn did say, like, she's ready to go back to school. She's like, isn't it funny that I'm always ready to go back to school during the summer, but during school all I can think about is summer? And I'm like, yeah, it's it's great for me. You're like, yeah, that's super
1: hilarious. Ha, 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. But she's definitely ready, which is good because she's going into sixth grade. Oh, oh boy. Oh,
1: how exciting. That's the beginning of middle school here, right? Well, yeah, t-
0: technically, like, where I went to school, fifth grade was the beginning of middle school.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah. But... Sixth grade is definitely, like, on the cusp of junior high. And I remember junior high. And it's like, oh, sweetie, just brace yourself. Like, the hormones right. are coming. The awkwardness is coming. I got braces in seventh grade. She's going to definitely need braces. So it's like, shit's about to get bumpy. Buckle up. Oh, Blub. man.
1: <laughs> yeah, Orion turns 13 in August. So We do have some exciting things going on in August. Yeah. yeah and he's going into eighth grade. Um, but... Where I'm from, sixth grade was still part of elementary school. Oh, okay. But in Arizona, and here, sixth grade is considered in the middle school. So middle school is sixth, seventh, eighth. And I thought that that was interesting. How states are so different. Yeah. We're well, just even like...
0: different. Like school districts are different because I think she's still considered elementary, and now she's going into middle, even though it's the same building. So it's oh. kind of weird. I
1: don't yeah, know. the middle school at my kids' school is in the same building but that's just because the school is so small because we're a small rural school. So oh, the middle school okay. is on the second floor of the elementary school. Oh wow. so it's kind of separate but it's kind of together. yeah Meh. but <laughs> I thought that was interesting because it's kind of like all of these like states are like their own little mini countries with all of their own little different rules. Yeah, well, that was
0: that was the point of states, I believe, was so, you know, we could break That's it up true. and not have the federal government be in our business 24 seven, even though they kind of sort of always are, you know, <laughs> True, but whatever.
1: Well, but I had an annoyance with it uh, the other day because we finally got the title to our truck that we bought when the Subaru oh. got totaled. And so I got the title and we were going to transfer my husband's plates from his truck to the new truck because that got totaled also when I hit the deer <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and we finally like had the plates from that back. So I was like, Oh, perfect. We can put your plates on it. And then I can put my Subaru plates on my new Subaru whenever we get that. Um, but the plates on his old truck only were in his name because that title only had his name on it. Cause he bought it b- before we met. But the new truck okay. that we just bought had both of our names on it. So I took that plate down to the BMV. That's the Bureau of Motor Vehicles in Ohio. I know they call it something different in every state.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and they were like, oh, no, you can't transfer this plate because it only has his name on it. And the title has both of your names on it. So it has to oh be a my plate God. that has both of your names on it. So I was like, well, wouldn't you know it? I have one of those, too. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I gave him the other one they're like looking at me all funny like what, what do you mean you have another plate oh my god <laughs> so now the truck has butterfly plates on it and I told them, I guess that means that the truck is mine
0: <laughs> I mean that works that's convenient enough
1: right but I was like I think this means that we're gonna have to just title the Subaru in your name if we want to keep the plates because we are those crazy people that pay for like multiple years and oh. Ohio doesn't refund you the money when the car gets totaled. That's annoying. So we didn't want to lose out on it. Like, you know, it's only like a hundred yeah. bucks. It's still 100 but bucks still a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. I mean, that's a yeah. lot of goat feed. <laughs> it is. So I don't want to lose it. <laughs> I don't blame you.
0: That's and ridiculous. That's
1: Bev Bitch's Corner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy. There we go.
1: That's all I got to bitch about today. Okay. Well,
0: for now, anyways.
1: For now. Maybe <laughs> something else will come up while we're talking. Who knows? We'll just move it
0: into Sam's salty corner. It's fine. There we go. And then we can be salty. Well, I do want to shout out from, we like I mentioned before, we did that live on Friday. And we did the drawing for the June review giveaway thingamajigger that we did. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to Stephanie B, a.k.a. at unlikely underscore farm girl on Instagram. So she's got a private account, um, but I don't know if she would mind if you tried to follow her or not. Um, (laughs) But just wanted to shout her out and thank her and everybody else for giving us reviews. And we hope that even though we're not bribing you to give reviews right now, you'll still be kind enough to go do that if you haven't yet um because that would be super cool it it makes you know us more visible so it is a very nice little gesture that you can do for us um that that's
1: for free so there's that that's over on yeah. itunes yeah and what did she win did you tell us what she won i can't remember. oh i know she... that was just like two seconds ago but <laughs> my brain just like totally spoiled again
0: no i totally get it um she won two limited edition and limited edition means it was a pain in the ass for sam to make so she only made two Um, never again never to be made again so they're super special yes so you want to get in on our giveaways yeah cool stuff um they're on the rocks glasses like i could still do those it was just the lettering on the back that was a pain in the ass because it's our logo on the front and then on the back it says drink and farm And then she's also getting two Henny and Rue slash Drink and Farm koozies to go with it as like padding so they don't break on the drive over because those are not unshatterable. Those are like not goat friendly, Okay. um, but they're freaking adorable. So there's that. Hmm.
1: Well, I guess uh, the people will have to tell us if they want us to add on the rocks glasses to the shop. Yes. Because it sounds like you can. We just uh, maybe we won't put Drink and Farm on it. Maybe it'll just have the logo.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking that's that's acceptable. Seems <laughs> <Sam's laughs> like I'll make those fine. Yeah. Fine, Bev. And then, well, and I still want to do pint glasses, but I haven't found like good, affordable, like smooth sided pint glasses that I like yet. Yeah. Um, that are like, you know, Sam and Bev approved. So those are coming in the future, but I can't promise
1: when. Yeah. And, you know, um, So because I used to run that girls' pint out group, I'm familiar with ordering certain types of merch. And pint glasses were something that we ordered in bulk um, Uh, and had somebody else make. Yeah. so I'm open to that idea. (laughs) Yeah. The hardest part is getting them shipped, though. Because, like, I'd rather them just go out individually to people so that you don't have to package up pint glasses because they're kind of difficult to ship because they're bigger. Right. Um, And also, you have to have um, them commercially delivered to you if you Mm -hmm, are getting mm -hmm. them all at once. Like you have to have like a warehouse place with like a place for the pallet to come off on, because the minimum order in order to get a reasonable cost is like seventy-two of them, and it requires like a pallet and a forklift to like get that off of a truck. So (laughs) yeah, I had to like have them delivered to my work and stuff. When I did that, it was kind of a pain in the butt. So oh boy, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, that's merch logistics. <laughs> You're welcome, people. This is why we're gonna in case you <laughs> wanna make your own merch.
0: <laughs> this is the pain we go through trying to deliver you fabulous things. Logistics.
1: <laughs> we're like UPS over here. Is that their um is that their catchphrase? Logistics.
0: I don't know what their catchphrase is. I just know they run around in brown shorts and deliver me stuff.
1: Oh, that's yeah. all I know. Yeah. Yep, that's true. And, you know, um, just in case you didn't know this, buying stuff from us in our shop or when we do, like, little fundraisers like the T-shirts and stuff, that is a good way to support the podcast and tell us that you want us to keep making it because it helps fund some of the things. And also, supporting our sponsors does that as well. That is true. If you use our codes with our sponsors, you're telling our sponsors that you heard about them us and that will allow them to continue to want to sponsor the podcast so there you have it
0: yeah
1: it allows us to do cool things and
0: like like have these really nice microphones so we don't sound like we're still on episode one where sam's recording from her laptop microphone in her jeep so <laughs>
1: that's right and then there's always the patreon page we got a new drink sponsor this month so she'll show up on the rotation in august um because that's when the cycle starts over it like starts the cycle over every august 1st i guess And, yeah, our Patreon page is a great way to support us as well. For just, like, a couple bucks a month, you can get to listen to all of the cool sound bites we got going on over there. Um, For $5 a month, you get added into the swag. So every few months, we try to send out something cool swag wise to you guys Uh for supporting us on Patreon as thank you. Um, Or you can sponsor our drinks. We only have two spots left for that. So um, hop on those if you want us to shout out your name and say thank you for buying our drinks when we record.
0: Yeah. And Sam will do a fancy, schmancy Instagram post calling you out, too, as an awesome human being that helps us get our drink on.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. So um, speaking of getting our drink on, we had our happy hour in the group. Yeah. So we should talk about that a little bit because um, I know not everybody that listens got to got to see the live happy hour. So if you aren't a part of our Facebook group yet, you should go join that. And I'll put a link to it directly in the show notes so you can just click on it and join if you're a part of Facebook. And then you can watch the replay if you want and tell us if you want us to keep doing that because we had a blast doing it. Yeah. And I'm hoping you guys had a blast watching it. I don't know. Well, I noticed there was quite
0: the uptick in interaction after we did the live because Montana was kind enough to... Um, show us some pictures of her gutter garden and then like people were like chiming in and chatting with each other and it was really cool to see because that's kind of the reason we wanted to start the Facebook group was so you guys could get to know each other and Facebook's a little easier you know with the groups to do that than say just like using the drink and farm hashtag Yeah. yeah you can find other people that like to drink and farm but Facebook is a little more social in my opinion because it's just geared to be that way especially in those groups yeah. Whereas like Instagram, while still social because it's social media, it is different. So it's it's good. If you like that, if you're like in chicken groups or goat groups or any of that on Instagram or on Facebook and you enjoy that, you might like our group too. So go ahead and check that out.
1: Yeah. And let us know if you enjoyed the happy hour or if you thought it was dumb. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> I was super drunk during it. So I don't know if anybody else could tell. <laughs>
0: yeah I just a little it's just okay. a little yeah
1: I was a little more outgoing than I normally would be I think I was a little nervous and then I had that rally to go to anyway so I was like well might as well drink my feelings away and then I'll be more fun <laughs> <laughs> well and also you had an
0: audience watching you which was like not just the live audience but like people physically with you you
1: know yeah that's putting right. pressure on yeah Luckily, they were all the way across the porch from me, so I don't think they were paying too much attention to what I was doing. But But we saw your husband, so that was nice. That's right, yeah. Yeah, if you watch the replay, you'll get to see what my husband looks like. He, like, scared the crap out of me. (laughs) It was awesome, though.
0: You didn't see my husband, but he called me giggles after I came out of the room, so
1: apparently I was being very loud. Oh, I okay. guess. So he must have been able oh, to hear wow. you laughing. That must have yeah. meant that we were at least funny to each other. I mean, we usually are. That's true. So. <laughs> <laughs> no one laughs at Bev and Sam like Bev and Sam. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while we were in the live happy hour, we opened up the forum to questions and we got a really great question on whether or not Sam would be vaccinating her new chicks for Merricks after having the Merricks scare. And it kind of opened up like this whole great, what's what I'm looking for? Like, we just sort of realized that like, we didn't know a whole ton about vaccinating for Merricks, like besides the fact that it was available. So we weren't able to like fully answer the question. Um, So we're hoping that we can fully answer that this episode because we did a little bit of research yes yeah and and by
0: that Bev means Bev did research sent Sam articles Sam looked over them in five minutes before we hit record because (laughs) that's just how we roll sometimes but we did have like a brief discussion about it beforehand so I could see like where where the conversation needed to go and within even that five minutes I realized how little I truly understood about the merrick's vaccination which was interesting so yeah i think i guess we can start talking about it now that i've kind of ad- admitted my uh ignorance based on procrastination
1: well and you know like when i ordered my chicks like i said i didn't do it cuz a i really didn't fully understand what merrick's was um, like right. we've, we've heard about it we read about it in those um you know like how to take care of your chicken books and whenever it gets to like the section on like oh well should i get my chicks vaccinated it always just says oh well that's just a personal choice because i guess nobody wants to get in on the vaccine debate i don't know um well you definitely don't want to start it on the whole human front so, <laughs> well, no, but we're not talking about humans because right. we don't care about humans. We care we're about making... animals. That's why we're homesteaders. No, just kidding. We, we care about yeah. humans, but
0: just being very clear that Bev and Sam are not talking about human vaccines, and we will not talk about human vaccines because it it is it a test doesn't
1: subject. Have anything to do with our homesteads necessarily? That too. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just like... like
0: religion and politics, we don't talk about
1: it here. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Even though those two things probably have something to do with your homestead or somebody else's homestead, but right. still, it's just not relevant right. uh, or it's not relevant to the conversations we're having because we want to have open dialogue with, with people about like the things that are all going to be universal to all right. of our homesteads. And like the decision on whether or not to vaccinate your animals is something that's going to be universal and everybody's going to have to answer that question themselves. Exactly. And, one of the things that we found when it comes to chickens is that there's just not a ton of people doing research on them. Um, I mean, there is like some research it's usually done on like, you know, for commercial chicken benefit. So that's like sort of, uh, that's sort of the lens, um, through which the research is viewed, but Mm -hmm. the we'll, we'll link to the articles that we discuss in the show notes. Um, and the first one that we'll link to is going to be from the pbs news hour and the title of the article is this chicken vaccine makes its virus more dangerous and this is something that i hadn't really thought of or realized was the way that the Merrick's vaccination works Uh Um, according to this article they did some scientific studies And when they gave the Merix vaccine to the chicks, yes, um, those chicks became immune to Merix. But what happened was they basically became like a they became a host for it. So Mm -hmm. their dander sheds off the Merix virus um, because they're now carriers of it, which can have a lot of implications for how you manage your flock, because um, hearing that. It makes me feel that like if you are going to vaccinate for Merix, then you'll want to make sure that every chicken that you bring on your on your farm is going to be vaccinated for Merix, if that makes sense. Otherwise, you're going to end up with some potential losses. Now, you may have some chicks that weren't vaccinated or some hens that weren't vaccinated that do already carry a natural immunity because they are doing uh, like chickens that have gotten Merix and survived it I guess or that are carriers and don't show any signs you can breed that into chickens as well from what I'm understanding when I've read the blogs and the articles about this does that sound right Sam is that what you have come across but I don't know do chickens ever survive merricks?
0: yes you can be a carrier of it and not show signs so you're a carrier but you're not going to drop dead. You're not necessarily going to grow the tumors, um, but you can still shed the virus. But you can. I know, like Country Fried Tina. I know I've mentioned her before. Tina, the main chicken in that, you know, Instagram. She has it, and she's surviving. She's not always thriving every day, but she's doing vitamin therapy with her, and she's still kind of, you know, she's doing her best and going strong for a bird with mericks, but. You know, it's it's not like Tina is gonna live, you know, her best life necessarily because she has that disease, and it's always something she's gonna fight. I have um, read about, you know, that breeding and Im- immunity thing, but I don't fully understand it yet because Marex does not pass from the mother to the chick, um, through so that. the immunity to it might not either. I, yeah. And I'm not really sure how that works at all because it's confusing. It's just like chicken genetics to me. Like I, I look at all like the, the numbers and the letter combinations for chicken genetics. And I'm like, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> we so need a kinda... chicken
1: genetics expert. So if that's you, yeah. send us an email, com. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah,
0: I I've read about that, but I guess it's a very long and trying process and you're going to see a lot of death if you try to breed immunity because, you know, if, if they're not vaccinated, they, you know, could get it They're, You know, let me back up a little bit. <laughs> um, I guess, like, basically, one of the people that follows me messaged me and said, if it is merricks, don't beat yourself up because I've had a university vet tell me before that if you have air in your coop, you have Marex. Like, it's just that prevalent. So while that's not true that all flocks have merricks, it's just that you can easily get it because of how easily it is spread because it's spread through the air. Um, I don't know how that would work with immunity. Like those chickens might be wandering around with merics, but maybe they're just not dying from it, but they can still give it to another chicken. So you can breed immunity within your flock, but that does not mean that you should turn around and try to sell those chickens uh, because they still have it. So yeah,
1: Well, and so what this article is saying about this specific vaccine is they're calling it a leaky vaccine, which means that you give the vaccine to the chick and the chick doesn't get Merix. And in fact, those chickens tend to be super healthy just in general, but they do, they are carriers of the virus and they are shutting it off in their dander because it is a leaky vaccine. Um, But um, experts are saying it's still a, a good and vital vaccine because it does keep those chickens from dying of merics and like sam said if you have air in your coop it's possible that that there is merics in fact sam i forgot to tell you i chased a bunch of wild birds out of my coop the other day i don't know how oh, they yeah. got in there but yeah they were they were all panicked and in the rafters and like slamming themselves into the walls back and forth and <laughs> had to open the big doors and get a broom and chase them out and i was like for crying out loud, well, if I didn't have my barracks in here before, I, like, I've definitely got it in here now if one of those wild birds has it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have, um, we have like, vent hole kind of things that aren't, like, actually vented. They're just, like, holes in the top of our roof. And we have all kinds of birds that had nests and babies in there. So it's, like, <sighs> or sometimes they just threw in there, like, fly in there through the run door. So they just yeah it, you can't control the wild birds, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? They're kind
0: of assholes. <laughs> I pulled up another um, article. It's vi- the the website is virology.ws, and I just like googled le- leaky virus for Marex, and yeah, this one also says it can shed too, which is just nuts. Like there's it just feels like there's no way out. But that's I'm not saying like. Okay, I said I wasn't going to talk human vaccines, but, you know, there are some human vaccines, like, um, for example, the HPV vaccine, where you can still get it, but if you have the vaccine, it allegedly makes your chances less of getting it, so... Or it'll be less serious when you get it? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I... Yeah, I was I had really bad reactions to that vaccine, so it was not a pleasant time in my life. So, but that's the one that sticks out the most. Where it's like it might help you, it might not. So that's kind of what this Merix one seems like. It's you know kind of has the same vibe to me where it might help you as a chicken, but it could have other consequences later. I guess kind of like any medication really, where there's potential side effects. You know, well, it's not considered a perfect vaccine, like the polio or other, like, you know, tried and true ones for humans or maybe even other animal ones. But
1: well, and, you know, so so what I kind of took away from this also is just that like, there's not necessarily any harm in getting the vaccine for your chicken because your chickens will be fine. Yeah. Should barracks arrive. Yeah. Um, and, One of the things also that I would want to research more, and I didn't think about this earlier, is like what the mortality rates are of giving your own chicks vaccines, like when you administer them yourself. Mm -hmm. because like um, ordering them from wherever you get your chickens already vaccinated is one thing, because if something goes wrong when they're giving the vaccine, then they just, you know, put a different chicken there. They just grab a new one, vaccinate that one and put it in your box. Um, But when you're hatching chicks at home and you have to do that all by hand, like it's very likely that baby chicks are very small and um, it's a Mm subcultaneous vaccination, which means that it just goes under the skin. You don't put it like in the meat or in a vein, so you just kinda like pulled the skin back, put the needle in and it just like goes under the under the tent of the skin. Did I just des- did I describe that so that you could visualize that, Sam? Did that make yeah, sense? Yeah, and and okay. I saw
0: some pictures earlier too. <laughs> okay. Um, from the other article you sent me. So Yeah. And I don't like needles. So I'm not a huge fan of the idea of vaccinating. But at the same time, knowing this about Merrick's now and that this virus or this vaccine can shed, um, it does kind of make it a little awkward because it's like I know I have Merrick's vaccinated birds and then I know I have birds that that I hatched that I did not vaccinate and the ones that I'm getting this week are also going to be vaccinated. But two of the bantams that are coming through are not vaccinated because they're too small and my pet chicken doesn't vaccinate their bantams. So it's kind of like you're damned if you do damned if you don't.
1: Well, your farm is going to be sort of a living, uh, experiment for how that shedding actually ends up taking well, place, which is well, unfortunate. Yeah. But what's interesting is like, I've been having
0: that experiment already for a, about a year and
1: you didn't even realize it.
0: Yeah. And everybody's fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, uh, like we said, like, chickens could already have a natural, your chickens could already have a natural immunity to that. Right, because Merrick's
0: did not show up in flashes, you know, in her autopsy or necropsy, whatever you want to call it. Um,
1: Yeah, and she wasn't
0: vaccinated for Merrick's, right? mm, I don't think so, because she was a bantam. Yeah, no, then she wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah, and she's been around the whole time. Hmm. Since we got chicks back in last March, so yeah. So, so it's like maybe maybe the leaky maybe the leaky virus doesn't leak
1: all the time. <laughs> I don't oh, know. <laughs> I don't know that PBS article. You guys will have to read it and then tell us what you think. We'll discuss this a little further in the group. Maybe we'll do like a little live happy hour where we chat about it if enough people are interested in that. That way everybody can like reread the article and really like get into the information. I read the whole thing a couple of days ago, but, you know, in one ear out the other, especially when I read like so many. Mm. Um, and we'll link to this article from Countryside Daily that shows you how to give your chickens vaccines should you choose to do it. It's kind of neat. Um, but one thing that Sam mentioned during the happy hour and that they mentioned in this uh, article is that they do come in an awfully large bottle so you and you have to use it within like an hour or so. So once you've opened that and started vaccinating chicks, like that is done, the rest of it has to be thrown away,
0: which is crazy. Which
1: is crazy and kind of a waste. But it's not super expensive. The like you need the you need the actual vaccination and you need the diluting um you know carrier substance that goes with it and I think the two together was like a total of around 30 bucks and it's like a thousand um it's a thousand doses of it yeah. if you're vaccinating a thousand chicks that's pretty cheap per chick but if you yeah. only had two hatch in your incubator and you want to <laughs> you want to vaccinate them like that's 15 bucks per chick so I don't know
0: yeah well compared to paying for a necropsy at MSU
1: That's very true. Good point. I'm throwing shade over at MSU. Well, and uh, so something else that I came across that I found really interesting while I was doing my research is that like, and like I said in the happy hour, the reason why I didn't vaccinate my chicks initially or have them sent over vaccinated was because I want to have an organic homestead or as organic as I possibly can. And I didn't feel like vaccinating the animals was part of that organic plan. But I did some research, and it turns out that vaccinations are allowed as part of USDA organic regulations. Now, I mean, whether you really care what you know the USDA organic regulations are or not, I'll link an article in the show notes that'll tell you exactly what substances are allowed and what aren't. Um, but I found that sort of interesting um, that vaccines were allowed as part of of an organic farm and the reasons why I found a really cool blog post recently and I'll link to that in the show notes also it's from Zweber Family Farms and uh, he, he, they actually did like this whole organic myth um, organic myth uh, series on their blog I didn't read the rest of them I just got to read this one and they basically say like the reason vaccines are part of their organic farm plan is because prevention is always your best bet if you want to be as organic as possible and having these vaccines that you know you vaccinate the animals when they're young which is way before you're going to end up harvesting anything from them whether it be meat or eggs or milk or whatever Um, so even if there was a um, period of time a withholding period from that like that'd be way past because you have to give these vaccinations when they're really young but also it prevents you from having to continually treat with medicine when things show up because they got the vaccination so you're just not going to have that as a problem if that makes sense
0: yeah no that makes total sense and this is kind of related but building off and I we might have already talked about this before but I saw somebody in one of the chicken groups I'm in contact Purdue because of that you know, free range organic chicken commercial that they have now where the chickens are like free ranging outside, but they say they're like, you know, vegetarian fed.
1: Yeah. Or whatever.
0: (laughs) And she like contacted them. She was like, well, if they're outside, how are, how can you, you know, guarantee that they're not eating like things that would make them not vegetarian. And according to the organic standards, like the USDA, it's just cutting out the animal byproducts in their feed. It's not covering them eating a baby bird when they're outside and, you know, running around with it like it's a trophy in their mouth. So it's just strictly their feed doesn't have animal byproduct in it. Now, take that how you will if you want that vegetarian fed or not, um, because we've had the discussion before of the good animal byproduct versus the bad animal, you know, byproduct before. So you just kind of have to know where your meat's coming from to understand what's in their feed, but... It was kind of interesting that they could, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, this is what it actually means. Where in my mind, I'm like, my chickens are like freaking cannibals if they get the chance. (laughs) So that's what that means, which is kind of nice. And I guess they get to free range all day if they want to, which is super cute. That is super
1: cute. Yeah, I was going to tell you a... my husband and I we were we harvested the cucamelons and we were walking back in and we smelled something near the tree and we were like what is that and we looked there's a dead bird on the ground the chickens all ran over and started pecking at it but it apparently had been dead for a little while because they they all passed they decided that they weren't interested in it so I was like oh sorry you're gonna have to pick that up and move it I'm like but that had been a fresh one they would have been fighting over it so yeah (laughs) oh and and then she fired back and asked them how she could say
0: they were no antibiotic or no antibiotic Antibiotics ever used in their chickens and she called them out and was like well does that mean you never treat your sick chickens and they're like no we will treat them with antibiotics but they're not packaged as no antibiotics ever but that bird is still used for you know to, for to feed somebody okay it's just labeled differently so oh. good job purdue on answering your social media messages
1: yeah that's and, pretty cool yeah Yeah, and being, like, forthright and honest with it. Because, like, I'm sure antibiotics have a withholding period, but, like, you know, once you pass that, it's not in the meat or the milk or the eggs or whatever anymore. So it is still totally fine. It just, um... yeah.
0: Yeah, it just, it's a little dicey with those rapidly growing, you know, breeds because you don't know when it was administered or not like I had to give Cosmo antibiotics for her bumblefoot because it was just really out of control. So now it's like all the white eggs in the coop, which we only have two layers that lay white eggs, those are getting tossed for like another 2 weeks now because of the withdrawal period for tylin. So Yeah. Or not tylin. She had amoxicillin in her okay. water. That's what it was. But yeah. So and and the purpose of not feeding anybody eggs with antibiotics like yes, it's not going to hurt anybody. If they eat the antibiotics, but it's the fact that we sell our eggs and I don't know if the person I'm selling eggs to is allergic to amoxicillin and I don't want to chance that no matter how trace it might be in the egg. So that's that's one of the reasons why, yeah, you got to watch it with that. And I just rather not chance it for myself either and, you know, create an immunity in my own system for antibiotics.
1: (laughs) Right. So we'll link to all of these articles in the show notes so that you can kind of see it. And if you want to discuss further with us, you're welcome to. We like this to be an open dialogue. Um, so regardless of like how you feel after this, we're happy to chat about it um, because like I said, we're constantly sort of learning and changing our minds as it is as well because we're kind of learning and growing in this. So yeah, uh, getting new perspectives and thoughts. Um and questions it is always good because, like, you might think of a question on something that I don't necessarily think to question. So, Yeah, just don't be a dick. Yeah, that's just, the only rule. Yeah, don't, like, <laughs> message us and say, oh, you guys are morons because you're even thinking about vaccinating your animals. Like, that's not legitimate feedback. That's not. No. Yeah. Um, like, no. if you're starting your argument with how stupid the other person is, then <laughs> it's possible that your argument might be stupid. So there yeah so there <laughs> Pfft, you started it
0: oh my gosh you're so mean I'm oh, good let's be adults let's put on our big girl panties and have a discussion well guys you can put on your big boy panties I guess you don't have to wear girl panties that's a whole different podcast but you know, you know what I mean you can
1: wear boy panties if you want to
0: Wear whatever panties make you happy. Wear no panties. This is a judgment free zone. Well, mostly judgment free, but yeah. <laughs> That's right. I don't know.
1: You just like stuck on your tongue and like raspberry at somebody. So I, I did. Yeah. I
0: mean, we're sassy, but we're good people. So, you know.
1: We're not outwardly mean. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, we're not outwardly mean. No, never. Are you looking for something that's totally safe to use in your coop and around your house to repel pests? Well, we have discovered the most amazing product called First Saturday Lime, and
0: it is safe to use around your fur, feather, and human babies around your home and in like bev said in your chicken coops stables and barns and we actually even use it in our duck ponds and by ponds i mean pools because we're cheap like that but we sprinkle a little bit in there and it actually helps keep the funk down
1: yeah first saturday lime is so useful like regardless of what kind of animals you have or how many you have it helps keep smells down helps keep flies down it helps keep pests down like this is a product that you definitely want to be using every first saturday
0: Make sure you go to FirstSaturdayLime.com and check it out. And then when you buy it, make sure you use
1: hashtag drink when you check out to get 10% off. And you can use that hashtag every time you check out and buy First Saturday Lime. Because remember, you want to buy at least one bag a month because you want to lime every month. What are you waiting for? Go do it right now. Now. Meow. (laughs) Meow. I almost said right meow. (laughs) Meow. my husband came in because he wanted a sip of my beer and he took all of it and hasn't brought it back to (gasps) me that is just mean it must mean it's good is mean it must be good he's gonna get yelled at when i get out of here because i might have to spend the rest of the podcast without a beer which is gonna make me super sad
0: that's rude (sighs) i would be texting him like bring me my beer back or bring me another beer
1: oh yeah good idea i forgot i had this phone in front of me i'm totally gonna text him
0: (laughs) rude <laughs>
1: yes. Do do to do, do, do Texting my husband. Bring me back my G D beer. <laughs> 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 Hopefully yeah. he has his phone on him. Um oh and I have another piece of follow up as well. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I forgot to calculate out for everybody what the cost of my meat chickens were. Oh, um, yeah. Um, and fun fact, while I pull that all up, because I've got it in my Smart Stutter app in my phone. And I'll put a link in the show notes to the Smart Stutter app. I actually think it's kind of cool. I got a free year because I, like, won some sort of contest. I don't know oh. if I'll pay for it because I don't use it quite as often as I probably should. Um, so I might not be getting the best value out of it. Um but there's a lot of value we had in an app like this. So what I did was I just put all my receipts for my meat chickens inside the app, and then I told it how many pounds we harvested from our 13 meat chickens, and it gave me a cost per pound. And I paid $3.14 per pound, which is... Um,
0: terrible no
1: it's not and it's for the whole chicken so that's like you know including like the bones and stuff um that's the chicken dressed so the feet weren't on it anymore and the organs weren't in it so that was like you know whole ready to cook um my average was three dollars and 14 cents per pound now i mean you can get those fryer chickens usually for like 99 cents or $1.99 a pound whole from mm-hmm. the grocery store but you know they're just like they're regular grocery store chickens not pastured chickens you know that like you raise on your own farm Um, But something else that I wanted to point out that was left over. (laughs) I'm sorry. Lost my train of thought. He just just brought me my beer back. (laughs) (laughs) Did he have a look of shame on his face? Because he should. (laughs) He didn't. And my beer is awfully empty. So. (laughs) Oh, how rude. Doesn't he know that's how we make the magic happen? (sighs) Apparently. He doesn't. (laughs) Right. Um. And uh, something that was included in my cost uh, that I won't have uh, in other m- for or for future meat chickens is that I bought that stock tank that I raised the chicks in, um, the high walled oh, yeah. stock tank. Tank that was sixty seven ninety nine. Oh, so that's not an expense I'm going to have to have again unless we raise like you know a ton. Like I'd probably mm-hmm. only put twenty or twenty five of those in there at a time. So if I was going to raise 50 at once, I'd probably buy a second one. But, you know, honestly, I don't know that I want to butcher 50 at once. So I don't know that I'll ever do that here. And I also had to. Yeah, that is a lot. And I also had to buy them a new feeder, which was $20 and 99 cents. And I had to buy a new heat lamp because I couldn't find I know I could I knew where it was. But I didn't realize that those hatching eggs were duds when I bought the oh. meat chickens. So I bought a second one because I didn't want to have two sets of chicks and not have two heat lamps because, you know, one set of chicks would have suffered greatly. And I live so far out, I can't just run out and buy a heat lamp. So right. I bought a second heat lamp. Um, but the chicks themselves were $25.87 and that was for 13 chicks. Uh, the chicken feed total cost was... Um, Let's see. $50.90. I got to do a little math in my head. Sorry. You're fine. I'm bad at math,
0: so <laughs> I would be using my calculator.
1: <laughs> I spent about $65 on chicken feed, um, which is a little on the low end. But that's because I couldn't get organic chicken feed at my local feed store here. So, I, so they just got like... They got the meat maker blend of chicken feed from southern states. Um, I would have preferred to feed an organic non-GMO, but I thought for this very first round, like the good thing that I would be doing for them is having them be pastured. And, you know, they got lots of treats and lots of things, lots of other things. So they were different from a conventional grocery store chicken in that Um, you know, they got to live the good life or as good of a life as I could possibly give them here in my pasture and in my tractor. Um, But they did probably eat a feed that was similar, that is similar to what a commercial grower uses. Because I believe the feed that I bought is the same that the 4-H kids use. And they tend to follow practices that follow the commercial growing schedule. So, okay. Yeah. Um, So I guess that's my my admittance for the month. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm trying really hard to like just do the best that I can with my farm and not beat myself up about the things um that end up not going exactly the way that I want them to. Um but I had a really cool idea and we'll see if I actually manage to put this into practice, but I was thinking of writing a mission statement for my farm. So that when I was doing something or trying to make a decision, I had my mission statement to reflect back on on whether or not that Fits within my mission for my farm.
0: Does that mean that Drinkin' Farm gets a mission statement too? Uh,
1: yeah, we can totally <laughs> write a mission statement for Drinkin' Farm. In fact, anytime I do a business or so like starting businesses is something that I just kind of do. I I love I love building new businesses and like putting things together. It like keeps my brain active and happy and keeps me engaged and excited because I'm constantly working on something new. Um, and mission statements and taglines are something that I'm usually pretty good at coming up with. So. I'll have to uh, think of some cool things for drink and farm. It better be funny, though. So. Yeah, our mission statement will have to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be my homework for next week. By next week, I'll try to give you a drink and farm mission statement. <laughs> it's going to have something to do with giving zero clucks and yes. also just drinking and farming and having a good time. And, and not doing being the best a dick. you can And not being a dick. <laughs> Wearing big girl panties. Yes. That could be in the mission statement.
0: All of those good things. <laughs> it's going to be the best mission statement ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, I don't have the cost of building the chicken tractor in here. Uh, so I must have put that on paper somewhere. So that does not include the cost of building the chicken tractor. But I don't remember that being overly expensive. Um, it was just like some MDF board, a couple two by fours, some chicken wire, wheels, and a handle. So Yeah. And it probably cost like between 40 and 50 bucks to build if i had to guess but now you have it i know you said you wanted to
0: make some improvements to it though
1: yeah we are we're gonna make some improvements to it i don't think we'll scratch it though i mean like i think we'll continue to use that we'll just um you know like uh jared's dad is working on figuring out how to put bigger tires on it so it's a little easier to move around so that maybe I don't end up pinching my sciatic nerve from moving my chickens three times <laughs> or three times <laughs> a day. That be nice. <laughs> right? Yeah, that might be nice. <laughs> Things like that. So, yeah, we're definitely going to raise meat chickens again. Oh, and fun fact, I have one of them simmering on the stove right now. We're cooking Ooh. our very first chicken uh, that we butchered. It's been a stormy, rainy weekend here so i decided to make amish chicken and noodles for dinner tonight so oh that sounds awesome yeah i handmade some noodles this afternoon and they're sitting out drying so when we get done on the podcast i just have to throw them in the pot with the simmering chicken and we got dinner done
0: that's so nice see that's the one thing i like about fall and winter and spring is like i feel like i have more food options as far as the crock pot goes because I started Weight Watchers back up because Sam needs to lose some LBs. And so many of the recipes that are like lower points, like the freestyle for Weight Watchers. By the way, we're not sponsored by Weight Watchers. So this is a free <laughs> shout out. Free um, shout out to them. <laughs> it, there's a lot of like zero point options and you can make like chilies that have zero points in them. Really? Yeah, which make for like really great lunch options and stuff because you can make it in bulk. But when it's 90 to 100 degrees outside you don't want to eat chili so it's like I'm almost excited for the fall so I can start making that stuff and like feel like a fun like happy human eating it but right now it's just like oh i have a salad which <laughs> is only so fun for so long so.
1: right and you know what it, I, it's funny I almost never eat salads for meals because um, I always feel hungry like 10 minutes later mm-hmm. after it's all gone because we just like the vegetables or fruit if there's a bunch of fruit in it like it's also water-based that your body just like breaks it down so fast
0: yeah Yeah. and like all fruits and vegetables are zero points and chicken breast is zero points certain kinds of ground meat like chicken and turkey that are like 99 percent fat-free are zero points so there's like a lot of options but when, like, it's fruit and vegetables, they zero points. It's like, yeah, that's great, but I feel like I'm eating it all damn day. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm just tired of eating, but I'm starving.
1: You're like, <laughs> but I kind of want some Amish chicken and noodles served on top of mashed potatoes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been using all my points today on alcohol. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Sam I... can only eat fruits, vegetables, and chicken breasts for the rest of hey, the month.
0: <laughs> wine is like grapes, which are zero points. So I don't know why... I have to track this. This is not fair.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> Someone write them a letter. Write them a strongly worded letter. Hops are like vegetables. Like, what the hell? Why can't I just have these? <laughs> but anyways. I knew we'd get to a salty corner. There yeah, Sam is salty. salty
0: about how alcohol. Actually, the alcohol has like fair points on it. I will give it that. And one of the things I did try this week, And you guys will see some of the pictures um, come across our feed in the next few days. I got the White Claw seltzer water, like spiked seltzer, way better than Truly, in my opinion. Um, It's really good. So I took a lime one, and then I put some cucumber in it and some fresh mint in there. Oh, it was so good. And it was like, yeah, it was three points, but I had snacks with it, which was nice. And those didn't cost me anything extra, so... I felt a little fancy making like a little cocktail type beverage because usually I'm just like, dump it in a glass.
1: There you go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of lazy. But it made for some really pretty pretty pictures. It's just really difficult to be outside and taking pictures around animals with something like that open.
1: Yeah, because they're like, ooh, mint leaves and cucumbers. Those are our favorite things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah
0: and, and there's like, no goats there's
1: vodka in that <laughs> yeah this is not good for you
0: this is for me
1: <laughs> this is the human treat
0: yeah so sam's had some alcohol today and like i think i'm just gonna do like chicken stir fry for dinner i know this is so exciting for our listeners to hear about what <laughs> hear we're, about eating, what we're but... eating
1: chicken stir but fry I... it sounds delicious too I'm just happy that I'm back to cooking. I haven't yeah. like I talked about it on the last episode, but like I didn't realize how much the pain was really like distracting my brain. I used to do mm-hmm. things like make English muffins from scratch, oh and my like God. make cheese and like, you know, like I I love to make things. Like when it's bad weather outside, I'm in the kitchen like preparing something to either freeze or save or, you know, make for dinner. So I was I was I felt good to be like in the kitchen making noodles from scratch and like simmering a chicken that I was actually the one that butchered it so I don't know I'm starting to feel like I'm more back to myself that's good yeah I'm glad I mean even though I'm having a rough day today but I'm not letting that bother me because I know what it is now and I feel like that mental hurdle once I'm over that like I can just deal with it (laughs)
0: That's fair. That makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah,
1: like I know it's not something like awful or, you know, like life altering or. (laughs) Right. It could be worse. Oh, everything could always definitely be worse. (laughs) Which reminds me, we totally had a chicken death on our farm this week after I talked about what good luck I had been having with everything. So (laughs) I knew that I was going to jinx myself because that's what I do. Um, Yeah, but yeah, it was a Carol Pacey, which was my coolest chicken. And Carol Mm -hmm. Pacey's story is sort of extra sad because Carol Pacey is named after somebody at my work. She wanted me to name a chicken after her. She wanted me to name my craziest looking chicken after her. And so I did. Um, I named Carol Pacey and Honey Shaker after her. She has a band. It's called Carol Pacey and the Honey Shakers. So I'll put a link in the show notes to her band. So if anybody wants to look it up. Um, it's pretty cool. She's awesome. She's one of our fish biologists at the place that I work. Um, So I'll have to break the news to her that her namesake chicken has died. But Honey Shaker is still alive. But I'm feeling a little extra guilty about it because um, Carol Pacey almost definitely died from an oviduct infection, which I could have treated with antibiotics, possibly. Like, there's no guarantee that your chicken is going to get better once you actually treat it for something. But I was keeping an eye on the wrong chicken because so Carol Pacey and Honey Shaker are both Easter Eggers. So they have the potential to lay tons of colors of eggs. I mean, I guess not tons, but, you know, they they have the potential to lay a, a wide spectrum of colors. I got overly excited when Honey Shaker was young. She had super bright blue earlobes, and she actually still has those earlobes. So when they both started laying and I got a bright blue egg, I automatically assumed that that was coming from Honey Shaker. So those weird eggs that I was sharing in my Instagram feed of like the wrinkled eggs and the multiple eggs within an egg and the tons of soft-shelled eggs, I thought that those were coming from Honey Shaker. So she was the chicken I was keeping an eye on, and she was fine. I mean, she's the Uh, one I posted in my Instagram story. She's the one that goes all the way up in the top rafters to sleep. And then every morning she flies down and hits the wall. (laughs) <laughs> and then falls down and gets up and runs out the door. Runs out the door. I put it. I put it in my Instagram story. I'll try. I'll. I'll try to remember to save it in my chickens Instagram story in case anybody wants to go watch it. It's kind of hilarious and kind of sad all at the same time. But without fail, every morning when you open the door, you hear this flap, 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 thunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, if she's fine enough to still be going up in those rafters and hit the wall every day, then she's she's healthy she's there's nothing like really wrong with her I mean yeah sure I'm sure hitting the wall every day isn't great for her but (laughs) she'll stop doing it when it hurts bad enough I'm assuming and it turns out it was Carol Pacey laying those pretty bright blue eggs Mm. and honey shaker lays like sort of an olive um, toned blue egg It's still a blue egg but it's a little greener and I Don't remember what color Carol Pacey's lobes are for sure, but I know that they weren't bright blue, and she had those big muffs that covered them, so they were kind of hard to see. So, yeah, I need to apparently follow my chickens around for the next couple weeks and take note of who actually lays which egg. I never really cared or paid much attention to it, because, you know, I have so few chickens, I just, I figure everybody's good. I mean, like... But still... I can see when one's not laying because I only have two of each breed. So I'm like, oh, one of the Buff Orpingtons isn't laying. I'll keep an eye on them. Yeah. Then they'll both start again. So,
0: Yeah, it's really hard for me to keep track of who lays what as far as, like, brown eggs go. Because we have so many brown egg layers and we have so many chickens that I'm like, I want to put, like, I can't put, like, a game cam in there because they flop around so much. It would just be, like, thousands of pictures of them running around like idiots. But... But it'd be kind of nice to know who lays what, but usually it's just by chance that I see them, like the brown egg layers, like laying and working hard in there. But we have two normal size white egg layers, and then we have one Easter egg that's laying right now. So it's kind of like, those are easy to tell apart, but everybody else, it's kind of like, eh.
1: Well, and those eggs can come in all sorts of shades like every now and then, especially because it's hot right now. I'm getting a lot of speckled eggs because the color is not like, mm-hmm. you know, being evenly distributed because they're kind of um, I don't I can't remember whether the heat makes them kind of them faster. So they don't get as much time or if they take a little longer. But uh, something about the heat is kind of affecting huh. the way that their color is coming out. I can't remember I where that. I read that uh i'll research that and i'll correct myself next week if i'm wrong (laughs) (laughs) that's fair fair enough yeah uh so yeah so like it's hard to tell with the brown ones because there's like so many shades of brown and sometimes it just looks different because it spent more or less time in the little colored injector area of the (laughs) (laughs) ovodactyl that's a funny way to think about it like there's an elf in there just painting away yeah pretty much (laughs) That's kind of funny. I always kind of pictured it as like, you know, like those chocolate factories, you know, like the little like, like the little nozzle thing came down on top of the egg and then just like squirted the color over the outside and (laughs) the egg like continued down the belts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like that. (laughs) Chickens, the little egg laying factories, tiny egg laying factories. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to uh, get involved in my chickens pecking order this week also.
0: Oh, how did that go?
1: Yeah, so I had to go back out into the coop after dark because my husband came in and he's like, "One of those chickens is in the nesting box again." I'm like, dang it, Piggy—the one that got attacked by the dogs. Um, oh, she's uh-huh. one of the Buff Orpingtons. Anytime, like ever since then, she's been laying her egg in a nesting box and then just like hanging out in there. So I have to keep going in there and kicking her out like all the time. <laughs> she's not really acting like she's actually broody because I can I can coax her out with treats, and if I can distract you with treats, you're not really serious about actually hatching any eggs, right? Um, or at least that's the way that I always view it. But man, <laughs> I had to pick her up like three or four times and put her on the rungs. And she just, like, kept hopping down and going back in the box. And I finally got her to to stay. And I realized that my Silver Lace dot, which is Hermione, she's the one that I had to give the bath to last week um, after Carol Pacey died because she had kind of a dirty rear end also. And... her back is still like pretty awful looking. Her skin is looking a little sunburned because she's missing so many feathers now, and she's they've been free ranging, so I think she's got a little bit of a sunburn. Uh, I need to put a hen saddle back on her, and I got some cool ones from Thimble Works. So I just I need a second set of hands to go out there with me to oh, cool. stick them on because I'm not. Fancy enough to put a chicken saddle on by myself. (laughs) It's
0: super hard to do by yourself. I wouldn't recommend it. But (laughs) I always have Matt help me.
1: (laughs) She was perched on the roost bar right under three chickens that had their butts facing her. And I was like, well, this is why your feathers are looking so shitty. Like they literally are covered in (laughs) shit. Like, that can't be good for their feathers. Like, you know, I mean, and so much of it. So I picked her up and stuck her on the top rung of the roost bar so she wouldn't get pooped on anymore. And Bellatrix, my top chicken, turned and looked at her and pecked her super hard over and over Aww. again. So I took my hand and like kind of shaped it, you know, like their like their heads, like like I was mm-hmm. going to peck at her and I pecked at her over and over again <laughs> oh. <laughs> to get her to back away. <laughs> and then she tried to go for it again, so I grabbed her and I picked her up and I stuck her on the bottom rung of the roost bar and she kind of looked at me like, <laughs> "Excuse me?" <laughs> so she jumped down, got some food, kind of ruffled her feathers around. And then hopped up and was like looking at me as she was like hopping back on the rungs. And she did end up back on the top rung, but away from Hermione. So I left her be. But I was like, yeah, when I see you picking on somebody else, I'm gonna do something about it. Like, no wonder that poor chicken looks so bad. (laughs) She was like Um. (laughs) merciless too. It was awful. I couldn't believe I witnessed that. I was like, oh, poor Hermione that makes you
0: it's like your own chicken anti-bullying campaign
1: yeah look at you
0: go i mean i was trying not to bully her
1: in the process because you know that can't be good either but i was just kind of like being like hey no i'm the one that decides like what happens and where people go not you (laughs) yeah
0: i'm the reason you're fed and watered every day so don't be a dick and be nice to everyone
1: Right. We'll see. I'm hoping that Hermione starts to improve a little bit, though. Every night I've been going out there and kind of moving her so she's at least not getting pooped on now at this point. But poor chicken. That's good.
0: Yeah, Yeah. We
1: actually started integrating our
0: younger flock this week with the full flock, which is interesting because they're about like 15, 16 weeks old. And they're the group that I got from that local feed store that I went to the one time and they had all kinds of chickens and it was great except that he told me they were all pullets and either he didn't know what he got or he's a freaking liar because i think we had what how many chickens are there so we have three polish two of which are boys uh two cochins those both seem to be girls a jungle fowl which is a boy he told me it was gonna be a penadesca, but it does not look like a penadesca and that one's a boy. And then we had a Sultan that died, I think, from the avian leukosis. Um, and I think that one was a girl, but I'm not completely sure. So yeah. Not
1: going back there again. <laughs> but they're all no, like Oh, definitely not. Can you like no. bring them back so that you can get your money back and you'd be like, Look, these are supposed to be pullets, and these are all clearly not pullets.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm not even going to bother. It's, like, it's whatever. Yeah, one of those, like, hard lessons learned. Yeah, I'm just not going to go back there. Um, Yeah. Which is sad because I was super pumped because they always have, like, such a wide variety. Like, you can see on their website, like, they just have so many different cool chickens that are kind of difficult to get. Yeah. But, But never again, especially when I'm not, you know, in the space right now where I can get my birds tested to just, you know, give them away. Or try right. to get rid of them. So it's like the rule at this point is kind of like, if you're nice, you get to stay. If you're a dick, we're going to have to think about this.
1: <laughs> no, that um, sounds like a great rule of thumb. And I saw a picture of that jungle fowl rooster. He is gorgeous. He's cool. And
0: he's just <sighs> so chill. I hope he stays chill. Good. Um, Now, Ricky, the blue Polish, we actually thought we lost him on, when was it, Friday night? Like he, we let them all out to like mingle in the coop, and generally they stay like in a corner huddled together. But not Ricky. Ricky was like outside living his best life, wandering around, and my husband and my stepdaughter put them away. But I think he got out somehow, and we I couldn't find him the next day. Like I looked everywhere. I looked oh, in the trees. No. Looked behind the barn. And then I, so I was like upset because we also had one of our other chickens die yesterday too. So I was like, this just sucks. Like at least with the one that is dying, I knew that was a chance. But like this guy, this is a bummer because I have a couple more Polish coming next, this coming week. And I was like, oh, I could have like a cute little coop and call it the Polish club or something cheesy like that. And breed Polish for fun. And so I was really bummed. But the next morning... Um, my husband's out on the deck and he's like, honey, come here. That little, that little (laughs) effort spent the night in the neighbor's garage. (laughs) So he like kind of wandering around and he's got like this big poof on his head because he's Polish. So he's got the huge crust, but it looks crazy. And like, we had to like go into our neighbor's backyard and like kind of wrangle him to come back. So he's like just strutting his stuff all over the property, living his best life And the rest of his friends are, like, scared in the coop for now. But I'm hoping he'll be a good rooster because he's beautiful. Um, But, yeah, the whole integration thing, even how that shakes up the pecking order is kind of tough, too. Because it's like they all—nobody wants to be at the bottom. So until they establish their reorder, it just can be kind of messy, all around. It's so kind of
1: chaotic, yeah.
0: Yeah, and that alleged penadesca, I don't know what the hell it is. It's it's a cute bird. Um but he w- had a little bit of a bloody comb today, so I had to spray oh. some vetricin on him and carry him around a little bit, let it dry out. Um So it can be a little vicious, that pecking order. You know, it's just it's not cool. It's not fun, but it, you know, it's the pecking order's real. I think I just thought it was, like, some kind of saying or cliche before I have chickens, but...
1: Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's totally real. real. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it totally matters. I can I can very clearly see who is at the top and who is at the bottom of mine, and I only yeah. have nine chickens, and they're pretty... Uh, they're pretty stagnant about it but i do um i am going to get to integrate a flock though because i am getting those hatching eggs yeah i was considering not doing it because i felt like i was already doing too many things at the moment um but after carol pacey died and jared and i talked he's like you know like they're not gonna lay until december anyways like yeah we might as well get them and then we can sort of see what happens but um i'll get to go to her farm and pick them up on tuesday and i'll get to talk to her because now i'm curious she's a she's a home breeder of chickens um mm-hmm. i just i want to get to know like what her flock practices are just because like i don't want to accidentally introduce the avian leukosis into our <laughs> into our flock because right. that passes through the egg like now i feel like a more knowledgeable chicken keeper um oh and you know what before i forget um, one of the things that I ran across while we were doing our Merix research is that it doesn't really matter whether you get the vaccine or not if you plan on keeping a closed flock. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like, you could oh. still end up getting it from wild birds. Yeah. Or, you know, like if you wear the wrong shoes into your coop or like a fellow chicken keeper comes and visits. But, yeah, I can't believe I totally forgot to mention that. So follow up to earlier follow up. Yeah. If you keep keep a closed closed flock and you're not planning on ever adding any new birds ever, then, like, you get to just kind of decide what you're most comfortable with. That was all that I was saying with that. So, yeah, I've got to find out. Well, like, they'll be hatching eggs. So I will get to decide whether or not I vaccinate them or not. And I'll have to think about that because my current birds aren't i'm sort of leaning right. towards not for the time right. being but we'll see i reserve the right to change my mind all the freaking time so <laughs> yes i got three weeks to decide and then it has to be that day because you can only vaccinate day old chicks i feel like that's something else we might have forgotten to mention you can't vaccinate. no older birds. i think yeah i
0: think we i think we briefly mentioned Did it we? but okay. never yeah we never said it in like one sentence yeah but i think we mentioned it in a very scattered bevan sam way
1: <laughs> you have exactly 30 seconds to decide whether or not you're vaccinating <laughs> 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 just like uh, the first day or two i think was basically what i what i yeah. found but they prefer day old that's what it's really prefer- yeah that's what it's really made for so yeah um so we'll see i'll get to hatch eggs yeah, And I'll be sure and, like, share the pictures and the process and stuff, and I'll try to figure out if I can actually, like, record them moving around in the eggs because I always think that that's super cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, you know, got to get, like, the setup together to do it. And sometimes I'm lazy or sometimes I'm doing too many things at once so I don't get around to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's so cool. It never gets old, and we really haven't hatched anything in a while. And I'm starting to get, like, the itch to hatch, but it's the kind of just... Itched.
1: Yeah. Maybe you can live I really, vicariously through my hatching. I could.
0: But I don't... I really don't think, and I should knock on wood, that my savarts or my silkies have the disease at all. I think it was something more in my general population flock, and because they're not co-mingling, hopefully they're fine. Um, but it, I would really like to hatch a couple silkies and savarts, because the... The silkies I got from Brittany, they're not laying yet, so it'll be a little bit before I want to, you know, try to even hatch those after they lay. But they're beautiful. Like, they have the best, like, crests and beards. They're, like, they're gorgeous. So it's like I'm kind of dying to try to hatch out some of those. And they came out in kind of a fun splash color. So they're primarily, like, grayish, blackish, but they have some different kind of patterns and ugh, they're just so pretty and then the savarts like that's why i got them in the first place was because i wanted to breed those and sell them and well i'm not gonna sell them anytime soon until i can d- get everything tested like i think it'd just be fun because they're fun birds even though gomez is kind of a dick i took him out today to do some pictures because i was just i <laughs> Sam sometimes takes bulk photos and schedules her posts in advance because life happens and she still likes to talk to people on Instagram. No, nope, I don't doesn't blame you take for a that. photo that day. I don't <laughs> So blame I took that. some like, but I haven't had him out to take pictures in a while and I did and he just looks like pissed at the world in him
1: so but he's so handsome my chickens always look pissed at the world I have not gotten a happy looking picture out of my chickens (laughs) but one of the things that I do love about um Instagram and getting to know like you and everybody else a little better is I love hearing about all the different chicken breeds like I had no idea like what a Spart Hona was or like a Silky or I don't know I just there's so many like fun fun chicken types out there Yeah,
0: I had no clue that there was more than one breed of chicken until I had chickens, which is just stupid. Like, I feel like I should have known that, but I really didn't think about it before (laughs) I had chickens.
1: Well, like, I thought that there were, like, I knew that there were white leghorns because of leghorn foghorn, and that's where white eggs come from, is from white leghorns. Um, And I knew that there were chickens that laid brown eggs, but I thought that they were all, you know, like the reddish brown chickens, you know, like the... Rhode Island Reds, or yeah. the, yeah, like, the, those were the two types of chickens that I thought there were. Rhode Island Reds and White Leghorns, and that's that it. That was it. <laughs> and then, and, the, it. <laughs> and then the meat chickens, which are, like, you know, the big, fatty, white chickens. And right, that's right. What, yeah.
0: But still, like, very basic-looking chickens, not anything like a Barred Rock or a Silver yeah. Laced Wyandotte, or, you know, or anything like that, or Lavender Orpington, or, like, yeah, there's some crazy chickens out there's there.
1: There's so many. <sighs> I need more chicken poops <laughs> <laughs> you do uh, join me, Joined and, uh, me in the madness. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this I can't remember if we talked about it briefly but because I just went to like a cool little like fundraiser in my town this weekend I got to talk to the guy that runs one of the food pantries in the area and yeah he totally takes backyard chicken keepers eggs oh, so that's cool. another reason why we decided to take on the hatching eggs because I told my husband I was like well now we know where to send the extra eggs Right. And it's going to a good cause. You know. Yeah. And it's going to something that just like makes my heart happy. So, yeah, because there's nothing worse. I, I remember those days like there's nothing worse than not being able to buy groceries when you need them. Yeah. So yeah. like that's a that's a cause that I'll always, always support like as, as much as I can. So it's like a basic human necessity. <sighs> but man, that kind of got into a downer. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but not really because yeah.
1: it's it's good that you
0: know what to do with those extra eggs. You know, instead of letting them just rot on your counter, right? So it's yeah. being used for good a good purpose, a
1: very good purpose. Yeah, and I try to like dole out my extra eggs to my neighbors and stuff, so that I don't have eggs laying around for too long. My neighbors will still get lots of free eggs too, but just another yeah. just another thing to do with them. So, Sam, what treat is it that you give your chickens when you want them to have super crazy, strong eggshells and healthy feathers? Well, my grublies bring all the girls to the yard and sometimes the boys, too. And they're like, it's better than worms?
0: (laughs) Damn right. It's better than worms. (laughs) Because, you know,
1: (laughs) most worms are created in China. I, I right. still, I'm still having trouble with that main thing. <laughs> Created in China, grown in China, whatever you want to call it. But grubblies are grown in the USA and they eat garbage, which yes. keeps garbage out of the landfill. And I it, mean, like food garbage, yeah, not like plastic. Yeah, yeah.
0: But <laughs> Well, that'd be pretty amazing if they could eat plastic too. But oh. they do offset seven pounds of carbon dioxide for every pound too. So that's why you should just go ahead and subscribe to get them every single month, because not only is it fantastical for your chickens, but also for the environment.
1: Yes. And you can use code WINE20 at checkout at grublies.com and you'll get 20% off your first order. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, we got a farm story from somebody this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did. Yeah. But neither of us has really read it yet. <laughs> so <laughs> do we want to save it for next week? No, i can
0: read it and then if it's like this person did something horrible you know we can just cut it and put it on patreon there we go
1: <laughs> that'll work
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right I'm gonna pull it up do you want me to read it yeah I'll let you read it you see you have the theater okay. degree so oh, I feel yeah. like you're just so much better at that than I am you Aww, know, have, like the nice. inflections at the right spot and well I haven't even read this one so I haven't practiced so this is what we
0: call a cold reading so oh, okay. we'll see how Sam does with this since <laughs> she hasn't auditioned in a very long time so this is from jlb82 so that's j-a-y-e-l-l-e B-E-E-82. So you can look her up on the Instagram if you're
1: interested in that. I'll put a link to her in the show notes. Booyah. As long as her as long as her thing isn't private. If it's yeah. private, I won't put a link to it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, let me see. I don't know if she is or not.
0: Instagram? Okay. She's private. Okay. So maybe not. Okay. So um <clears throat> hey guys. I have a farm story for you. Three weeks ago, I adopted two geese from the local rescue, Johnny and June. They were doing great, except every once in a while, Johnny tried escaping their pen. Last Wednesday night, I got home from work. I went out back to check on everyone, and June was outside of the pen trying to get in. Johnny was nowhere to be found. I asked my boyfriend where he last saw him. He said he was just there over an hour ago. So I had the embarrassing task of walking down the road and informing all of the neighbors, hi, our goose got out. He's big, white, and gray. Can you let me know if you see him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not awkward at all. <laughs> about 10 minutes later, a neighbor showed up and said he was about a quarter mile down the road in someone's driveway. By the time we got we got there, he was in the creek swimming away. This was the start of our literal wild goose chase. <laughs> the next morning at 5.30, we chased him around another neighbor's farm for two hours. We could not catch him. He was most active about 5.30 to 7 a.m. In the afternoon, he seemed to disappear. I got multiple calls from neighbors telling me he was at their house. By the time we got there, he was gone. <laughs> he spent most of his time about half a mile down the road. So, I had no hope that he'd just make it back home. On the fourth day of getting up super early and chasing this darn goose, I was really getting frustrated and really discouraged. Everyone told me not to worry, that he'd be fine and wasn't hurting anyone or anything, that he was living the life hanging out in the creek. On the morning of day six, I got oh a call saying <laughs> the goose was in a neighbor's pasture. I explained to her that I've tried everything to get him, and I couldn't. And she said they'd give it a try. About a half hour later, I got another call from another neighbor. I assumed it was just to tell me he was in her yard yet again. To my surprise, she told me that Johnny was on his way home. Two little girls that lived near her and their dog were able to corner him (laughs) with, with their chickens and grabbed him. Johnny was gone for six frustr- frustrating days, but he's finally home. We couldn't be happier. My dad said, at least this goose has brought our neighborhood together for a common cause. I told him a picnic may have too. <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness. Oh, that was a good one. I love
0: that story. Damn goose. I'm glad Man. that it
1: had a happy ending.
0: Yeah. But that could have been bad.
1: I love that it was like two little girls and their puppy and chickens.
0: <laughs> no, it just two little girls oh, okay. and their
1: chickens. I don't know where I got puppy from. I made that up. <laughs> I mean, that would be even more adorable in my mind. So I'm I was okay just with like that. sticking all the adorable things in there. But yeah, I'm just like picturing these two little girls like cornering a goose. Well, and it was so <laughs> funny, too. We were at the we were at a park when we were driving up to Illinois and there were geese and ducks there. We were giving the geese a really wide berth because we had heard that geese can be really mean. We didn't want them be yeah. like, chasing us and attacking us. So like kudos to those little girls were <laughs> Cornering a goose, they're pretty oh big and can gosh. be intimidating when they want to be. <laughs> yes, they really can.
0: Oh my god, that's too funny! Oh,
1: that's a great story. Thank you for sharing that. And if anybody else listening has like a great farm story that they'd like us to tell, feel free to send it in. We'll read it on the podcast. Yeah, and we'll give you a
0: shout out. And if your account's private but you want a shout out, please just say so in the message, just because we realize. Some people would rather be private about their life and not have a bunch of weirdos trying to follow them. So, Or if you want to remain completely
1: anonymous, that is also an option. Just put that in the message too. Yeah, you just got to let us know. We'll respect your wishes. And we'll send a message to her that uh, gave us this story and find out what she wants because I'll cut out her name and all of the other stuff uh, if she doesn't want it. And if she does, I'll leave it and I'll link to her in the show notes. So yeah.
0: I'm just sending her that message right now.
1: Oh, perfect. You're just on top of it. And shout out in the show notes.
0: Okay. I'm done. (laughs) Done being distracted.
1: Well, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of We Drink and We Farm Thanks. I'm Bev.
0: And I'm Sam. And we would appreciate it if you would follow us at Drink and Farm on Instagram, if you're not already. And if Instagram is your jam. We'd love to hang out with you over there. And feel free to use the hashtag drink and farm while you're safely drinking on farming. We have no rules over this hashtag. It's just use it when you want it. And then we'll post um, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday as features. Sam finally got fancy and decided, yep, we're going to do two a week because enough people are using it. And like using the hashtag in a way that's just awesome because it's so hard for me to pick. And I guess I should let Bev pick
1: too. <laughs> oh, I didn't um, think of that. And, you know, um, I thought of something too. We don't have any rules with our hashtags. Like, if you don't want to tag us, we don't care. We just click right, on the Drink and Farm. That's fine. And we feature whatever, whichever one's like, you know, or Sam features, whichever one she sees. <laughs> I am d- just kind of going on there. But um, if you want to interact with us, feel free to tag us in them. You can tag yeah. at Drink and Farm, or you can tag one of us individually, or both of us if you want to. I don't care. Yeah. Um, whatever. I mean, tagging is how you, like, poke people to tell them to talk to you, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, if you specifically want us to talk to you because you used our hashtag, then tag us. But if you don't care, just use the hashtag Drink and Farm. And when we stumble upon it, we'll probably comment. Because that's what we do. Right. (laughs) I guess I
0: shouldn't be so presumptuous and assume if they're using hashtag drink and farm that they want to be featured. But I'm just doing it anyways. And I figure if somebody yells at me, it's fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, was anybody using that hashtag before we started this? No. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that anybody using the drink and and farm hashtag is doing it because they heard it on the podcast or saw it on Instagram in our drink and farm feed. So there you go. I think that's yeah. a safe assumption. I think so, too. I mean, not that two people can't <laughs> come up with the same idea at the same time, randomly, yeah. because brains are weird. And that can totally happen. But I don't know. It was sort of an original right. idea, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know how that happened. But, I, can't, you know, I, don't, I come up with ideas all the time. Some of them yeah, are duplicates of other people's. Uh, yeah. Some of them are unique. Um, it just kind of depends. yeah
0: I try really hard to stick with the unique ones but sometimes your brain does like you said funny things and you see something and then like three days later you think it's your idea but it's not
1: (laughs) yeah oh no I know that's totally happened to me and then I always like you know like feel a little guilty about that and I'm like dang it brain you should have reminded me anyways we went off on a (laughs) tangent while we were signing off this is our 21st episode of we drink and we farm things we probably should have been doing shots the whole time um, but yeah, we didn't but we didn't No, so.
0: which is probably better because you know we do have to go you know put animals away and stuff and yeah that's not fun to do when you're like super tanked
1: yeah nope it's not um but i gotta sign off because my laptop is literally dying right now oh no so drink All right, guys <laughs> farm gives you and gives zero your- clucks oh no